Hello, and welcome to episode 36 of Stories of Strangeness. I'm Mike, hello there, and this is Zoe. Hello. You did quite take me by surprise there, I was drifting off. Well, don't, we're doing stuff. It's kind of in keeping. Well, true. This how week, do you know? How do I know what? That it's in keeping with the episode. Because you just told me. I just thought you meant it's kind of in keeping with our general lackadaisical attitude. A, 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 a what a laxative? Laxadaisical. Okay, Devil yes. may care. Okay. Oh, um, I like laissez-faire. that. Laissez-faire, yeah. We are recording this right down to the wire. Normally we record <laughs> on a Thursday evening. It's now Sunday morning. I'm so tired. Various things have happened that meant we, we couldn't record normally. So... Yeah, it's a Zoe episode. Take it away, Zoe. Well, as I said, I am a bit away with the fairies this morning, which mm. is very much in keeping with my episode. Ooh. Do you believe in fairies? Dunno. Probably not. Probably not. That's the kind of answer I would have thought. Yeah. Anyway, I don't mean the sugar-coated fairies dipped in chocolate that Disney have fed us for the past 50 or 60 years. Mm. I mean the fae. The fair folk, the Shay. There seem to be fairy-like beings in most European cultures, and although the temperament and names may vary, they are generally seen as spirit beings or something of a supernatural nature. Fairies were held in high regard and referred to as the little people, the gentry, or the neighbours, because to name them directly was to invite them into your home. They were powerful, mischievous entities that had the ability to curse a person if they so wished. So inviting them in generally wasn't a good idea. There are so many superstitions regarding fairies. Don't step in rings of mushrooms or toadstools. Don't touch particular hawthorn bushes. If you hear music in the woods, don't follow it. You could end up getting whisked away, mm -hmm. never to be seen again. Fairy lore is rich and vibrant, and the stories and sightings are many. But it isn't all magical and mystical. Fairy lore has a darker side. Stories of curses, of kidnapping, and of changelings. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder, my love, if I'm a changeling. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes. The changeling is a fairy being left in place of either the very old or the very young. I mean, it can happen to everyday folk, but generally it's those that are more dependent on others, those that are cared for. Because you see, the fairy folk believe that humans are here to serve them. Mm. So by leaving a changeling in either an old person or a young person's place, they will be looked after, and the human that they take will then also become their servant. When you're daydreaming, have you ever had someone say that you were away with the fairies? Yep. This is where it came from. Were you out of sorts, not acting quite like yourself? Did your temperament change? Hmm, is it really you? Can we be sure? See, the fairies would steal away the baby or the person to serve them in the fairy realm, leaving behind this fairy child to be looked after. But sometimes it could be an inanimate object, such as a bundle of sticks with a glamour, to actually look like a person that would just lay there unable to communicate, obviously because it's a bundle of sticks. So I want to tell you today about one of the most famous cases of changelings, if that's what it was, and that's Bridget Clary. 
Have you heard of Bridget Clary? No. I think you have. Okay. You might remember as we go on. Okay. Bridget Clary was born Bridget Boland in 1869 in Tipperary, Ireland. She was, in comparison to many born in similar circumstances, well-educated and had trained as a seamstress at a nearby nunnery. In 1887, when she was around 18 years old and working as an apprentice dressmaker, she met and married a man named Michael Clary. Michael Clary was a cooper, which means he made barrels and baskets for a living, and he worked in Clonmill. The distance was initially an issue for the couple. The 26-mile round trip meant that Michael only visited Bridget at the weekends as she continued to live with her parents. Bridget was an unusual woman for her time. She had returned home with a state-of-the-art Singer sewing machine and set herself up as a dressmaker. She also kept chickens and would sell the eggs. She became successful and independent. Yes, very frowned upon. Naughty. Yes, how dare she. But we also have to remember that Ireland at this time was still recovering from the Great Famine, a period of mass starvation due to the potato crop failing for several consecutive years. Millions died, more left the country. Times were hard and the people and buildings had seen better days. In 1891, in an attempt to improve the life of the villagers, it was decided that some new homes would be built. These dwellings were made available to labourers and as Bridget's dad, Patrick, had been a labourer in his youth, they were available to him. There were mixed feelings about these homes. They had been built very close to a ring fort also known as a fairy ring. These mounds are found all over Ireland, Iron Age fort mounds dating back to 1000 AD. But at the time they were believed to be the entrance to the fairy realm, and it was best to steer clear of them lest you be whisked away and never seen again. But Bridget's father didn't believe in that. Or not so much that it would stop him from securing the nicest home for his daughter and her husband. Shortly after they moved in, Bridget's mother died and her father moved in with them. This meant that Michael could set up his own business as a cooper in the building that her parents had lived in, meaning they could finally live together as a family. And they did, for a while. It was spring in 1895. On the 4th of March, Bridget walked the mile and a half to her cousin's house to deliver eggs. She enjoyed visiting her cousin Jack, as he knew about fairy forts, and they intrigued her, much to her husband's disapproval. On this particular day, though, Jack wasn't home. She waited for a while, but eventually, cold, she headed home. When she got home, she was so chilled to the bone, she sat for a long time by the fire, eventually going to bed as she couldn't get warm, and she stayed there for days. She was very ill. She couldn't get warm but ran a fever. Michael was worried, so he walked to the next village to call upon the doctor. The doctor said he would visit, but he never turned up. This happened twice more. In the meantime, the local priest had visited to give words of comfort, but for some reason he had also administered last rites. Michael now became paranoid. Since moving to the house four years ago, his mother-in-law and his own mother had died, and now Bridget was gravely ill. Was it because of the fairy fault? Were the fairies taking revenge? Was this even Bridget? Michael spoke with Joanna, another of Bridget's cousins. She told him that Bridget would often visit the fairy fort near their home. Jack also got involved. 
and the concept of the changeling came up. Jack recommended a local man, Dennis Ganey, who was something of a herbalist who specialised in fairy curses and all things fairy. Dennis gave Michael herbs and milk to boil up. Drinking the concoction would force the fairy out, he claimed. Michael was well and truly sucked in. He no longer believed the being in his bed was his wife. And although the doctor had now visited and ten days had passed, he did not give Bridget the medicine the doctor had left, deciding instead to use the herbs from Dennis Ganey. On the 15th of March, visitors to the home, of which there were quite a few, watched as Michael made up the herbal milk drink for Bridget. Although she could hardly speak, she refused the drink, complaining that it did not taste good. And as we don't actually know what herbs were used with the milk, and how old the milk was, we can maybe say, yeah, it didn't taste good. Anyway, Michael held her, forcing her to drink, even asking friends and family to hold her down too. For some though, it was too difficult to watch and they moved to different rooms. Michael demanded of her, Are you Bridget Clary, wife of Michael Clary? Each time she answered yes. Until the last time. This time she just complained about the taste of the milk. Michael grabbed a poker from the fire, knowing that fairies are afraid of fire. And hoping to drive the unwanted visitor from inside his wife, he thrust the poker at her face and held it there, but nothing happened. In desperation, Michael grabbed Bridget, now fully believing that this was not his wife. He dragged her from the bed over to the fireplace. He held her there, and in the struggle she fell and struck her head. Unsure whether she was alive or dead, Michael poured the contents of a paraffin lamp on her and set her on fire. On March the 16th, Patrick Kennedy, another cousin, helped Michael bury Bridget in a shallow grave near their home. He told those present not to inform the authorities as he now believed that the real Bridget was free to leave the fairy realm and return home to him. He waited by the fairy fort during the nights that followed, expecting her to arrive on a white horse. She did not. Rumours started to circulate. Bridget was missing, and on the 22nd of March her body was found. Michael was arrested, still stating he had rid the world of a changeling. Bridget's body was buried next to her mother, Held on the 27th of March, her funeral was not well attended. Most people still clung to the belief that this wasn't her body and she may still return. The grave is unmarked, but for a few pebbles. At his hearing on the 4th of July, which only lasted two days, Michael pleaded not guilty to murder, but guilty of manslaughter. He was found guilty of manslaughter and served 15 years in jail. Nine other people were charged in connection with Bridget's death with charges ranging from 18 months to 6 years. When Michael was released, he moved to Canada and wasn't heard of again. This case was relished by the papers. They saw Bridget as either a witch or a fairy, but it also gave them the chance to really go into the fairy lore that was so popular at the time. And from this comes the old Irish rhyme, Are you witch? Are you fairy? Are you the wife? of Michael Clary. So what do you think? Was she whisked away and replaced by a bundle of sticks? Was she just a poor woman who maybe just got ill from a three mile round trip in the snow to visit a cousin? Was she actually ill at all? 
did he say this because there were rumours that maybe when she visited those fairy forts she might have been visiting her married neighbour. What do you think? I think, yeah, she went out in the snow, got sick and he set her on fire to try and heal her. Apparently also, one of the articles I read, he peed on her too. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Was that to put the fire out or just in I think that was before the fire. Although urine traditionally does have like cleaning properties because of the, oh God, the name's gone. What's in bleach? Ammonia. That's it. So traditionally urine has, oh, now I can't remember any of my words. Cleaning properties. It's not cleaning. I want to say, what's another? Sterilization. No, not detox. It's like that. Okay. Well, traditionally, urine was used in the cleaning process because it could be stored and kept for its ammonia. So it had like a bleaching antibacterial almost, not quite sort of thing to it. So maybe he was thinking, bleach the fairy out, you know, kill the germs. Mm. I don't know. Purify. That's what I'm thinking. It had a purifying kind of effect. So was he trying to purify her? When he didn't give her the medicine left by the doctor, mm. all I could think was that that's, that's probably all she needs. Yeah. If she's got a cold, if she's got, I think someone said maybe bronchitis. Yeah. Or just generally running a fever. Yeah. You know. Just some penicillin. Yeah. Or some, some sort of, you know, just even a little bit could be really helpful. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it was right there. Why not try it and see what happens? I think he had now got kind of, he'd got caught up in that rumour that maybe she was having an affair. The fact that she was so independent, people kind of frowned upon her anyway. Mm. You know, she was self-sufficient before he was even there. Yeah, Yeah, because she had to be. Well, she she lived with her parents, so in theory she didn't really wow. have to be, but she was. And yeah. it wasn't only that she was self-sufficient, she also took pride in her appearance. Mm. And having trained elsewhere and come back to this very, very small rural village, yeah, she kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah. She was very noticeable. And I kind of get the feeling that if she hadn't have married, she would have been seen as a witch. Anyway, because she was that kind of independent woman. Slightly glamorous. Yeah, doing her own thing, looking after herself. Yeah, lucky she didn't have a cat. Exactly. Well, she had chickens, and I mean, they're small, but... Uh, Okay. Or generally, a familiar has to be a small animal. Right. Just makes it easier for changing shape. It's traditionally a cat or a weasel or something like that. Yeah, so bears are out. Yeah, bears. Sharks. They're quite no. Yeah, sharks on Whales. land not so not so good. Hippopotamus. Not common in Ireland, as far as Rhino. I'm aware. Elephant. Um, oh god, here we go. Lion. I'm done. Okay, good, good. <laughs> but yeah, so I feel like when they said, "Was she the last witch burned in Ireland?" Yeah. They were basically trying to put all of this on her, right? To okay. say because if if you said to someone, "Was she a fairy?" That's almost making her the victim. But if you say was she a witch? Yeah. You, that's taking away that's that victim, then. victim status. That's saying, yeah. well, if she was a witch, he was well within his rights to burn oh, her. Oh, absolutely. What else would because you do? Because my goodness, you <laughs> shall not suffer a witch to live or something, oh, but that's that's not even a thing. So, yes, that was the headlines. And even now, if you, if you look up the last witch burned in Ireland, her name right. comes up several times, even though at the time, I don't believe while it was happening... 
which was, was even noticed. That was something that was purely yeah. like spearheaded by the papers. Kind of, yeah. You that, could that, say was, that. that was something that was put forward by the newspapers, not, yeah. not them. And I suppose you can understand where Michael was coming from for a little bit in that you know, his wife is very, very ill. Yeah. He doesn't really know what to do. The doctor, he went, I think, twice and his fa- and her father went once to get the doctor and the doctor just wasn't turning up right. for whatever reason. We don't know. Yeah. It could have been emergencies. It sounds like he covered a fair distance and she's getting more and more ill. And then someone says, well, what if it's from the fairy fort? And if this is something that is actually quite revered in your belief system, then yeah. and you know someone who could possibly help and you go to them... And everyone's kind of, you know, egging you on, going, yep, this will help. Why wouldn't you? But also, why would you call a doctor out and then completely ignore all of their advice and not just at least try it? I think basically by the time the doctor turned up... He been, was, it, he he was, was too away far, with the fairies. He was away, <laughs> quite literally. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a really, really sad case because she got ill and there were so many people there. Yeah. But no one... No one helped her. I think it got to a point where he was so almost deranged. Yeah. With kind of anger and fear yeah. that that no one dared to stop him. It's almost like he went kind of mad with grief before she died. Exactly. Kind of so, and, and, and he was, I think he was nine years older than her. Yeah. So 26. No, I can't do basic maths. 27 when they met. Right. So this was, what, four years later-ish? No. Mm. Hold on. Let me actually get my numbers right. So they met in 1887 and this happened in 95. So that was eight years later. So she was 26. That makes sense. Yeah. So she was 26 when this happened. Yeah. So that means he would have been 35. Yeah. He was a Cooper. Mm. So he he would have been fit and strong. Yeah. And a 35-year-old fit, strong man, I don't think anyone's really going to want to stand up against yeah. that person if they're in a rage. Yeah. So even though there appeared to be many, many cousins... Which, I mean, there would have been. Yeah. Because everyone kind of, like, I'm not going to say everyone is related to everyone, but if you're in a village, there's going to be strong family ties because that's just the way it was back then. And all of them stood there and kind of watched it happen. Yeah. Or went, oh, this is a bit uncomfortable. I'm going to leave the room. But also, you don't know, I mean, some of those might have been feeding into the, the, the idea that she was a changeling and going, oh, yeah, I've heard that and... You know, so then you get this egging all, him on almost. like almost like mass hysteria yeah. of like, oh yes, this is it, this is it, let's do it. Yeah, and it it doesn't say anywhere, but I mean, we will never know if her falling and banging her head was actually an accident or he threw her to the floor or somewhere in between. Kind yeah. of thing. he maybe like and shoved also, her over and didn't. Yeah. Even if she banged her head and it was an accident. He didn't check to see if she was still alive and then go, oh, goodness, it was a... It was a, right, let's let's put some paraffin on you then. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... Yeah, which is is murder, basically, in in anybody's book. It was premeditated. It sounded like... I think, basically, because they couldn't prove whether she was alive or dead when he burnt her, Yeah. that part couldn't be proven as the thing that killed her. It yeah. was the fool that killed her, which wasn't on purpose. Yeah. So that's why it was only manslaughter and not murder. Not murder, yeah. 
but it, it, there's there's a very real possibility that this was, you know, she was either having an affair or was perceived to be having an affair. That's it. And he she was wore, just like... On, she wore stockings. Blimey. Well, that's it then. I know, right? Yeah. But, yeah, but didn't, like, didn't stockings... That back then it wasn't like stocking; it was like fishnets or anything. It was like Goodness stockings no. were just referred to as basically stuff women roar on the legs. Yes, that's ex- exactly true. Good mm. work. Stockings. I mean, if you go far enough back, were literally just tubes of knitted wool. Yeah, long and socks. Basically, they were, they were long socks held up by a garter or a garter mm. a belt. Yeah. Not in the kind of sexy way that we perceive them these days. No, they were the, thick and woolly and I want to keep my clip. legs warm and I'm not exactly. allowed to wear trousers. Exactly. No, she was wearing the slightly more up-to-date, finer, more oh, okay. stockings for ladies because she was doing so well yeah, that she, she could afford to, these things. To buy them, yeah. Which, again, in a and small rural village... in fashion, she was a dressmaker. Yeah. She wanted to look good. Yeah, because and, she knew these things. Yeah. And... That made her stand out. She wasn't wearing like, you know... Potato sacks. P- literal potato sacks. Yeah. Not that everyone would have been wearing potato sacks, but, you know, but some he- heavy cotton. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot the thing of kids is- back in the day would have, would have worn potato sacks. In fact, there was a, a company... I know what you're going to say. That, yeah, I th- you might have even told me this fact in, in the first place, but, yeah, there was a company that started printing... I think it was flower sacks. Floral patterns onto flower sacks because they knew people were making clothes for kids out of them and yeah. wanted them to look nice. I think that was post-war, yeah, I do believe. Yeah, it could have been, yeah. But yes, it was things like that. It was that make, do and mend yeah. mentality that we have lost in modern day. Yeah, in the age of convenience and planned obsolescence. Exactly. But back then, not so much. Things were made to last because they needed to, because you couldn't always afford to replace something yeah. at will. But yeah, she was just such an independent, self-sufficient woman who just really was not of the the time and place that she, she was. Mm. I'm sure it was difficult for him being married to someone that everyone notices. But at the end of the day, mm. he met her yeah. and they chose to get married, yeah. you know? He noticed her too, right? Exactly, exactly. And I mean, that just sounds like classic male jealousy. You know, I, I want to go for the really pretty lady, but then when other people notice the pretty lady, I'm annoyed. And it's yeah. like, well, you, you can't be annoyed, dude. This is what you signed up for. Exactly. I mean, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I'm literally wearing a potato sack in the corner. <laughs> but yes, and I think, although they have kind of highlighted the nine-year age difference i don't think that back then that was a particular no, that's, that's, that, i mean i mean even now that's not that huge it's not it's, at it's, all it's doable um, i don't i find the case really sad yeah and as a, a kind of reference piece for fairy changelings i don't really think that this is a case of fairy changelings i mean there was literally no evidence of her being a changeling other than she got ill she got ill after walking past a fairy fort. Yeah, great. But surely if... I don't I don't get not, the logic there because normally the stories I've heard about changelings is that they... I mean, when it's a baby that they swapped out, you never know. Yeah. It might just be a child that acted a bit oddly. Actually, one of the other stories that... Sorry to just like dive in. Bulldoze past, yeah, um, fine. <laughs> no, one of the... It is very relevant... One of the other famous stories of the mm. time 
is there was a four-year-old boy who was cared for by his grandmother mm. because he couldn't walk or talk. And right. they staunchly believed attributed that, that to him being a changeling. He was a changeling. So yeah. his grandmother was having him washed in the river every morning. But that was brisk. It was quite brisk. But one morning they held him under just a little bit too long and he died. Uh. And it was kind of a not a baptism because this is not of the Christian belief. Although they obviously had to get their little hook in somewhere to yeah. kind of claim the fairies. But we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, so his, he was basically killed because they thought he, he was, was a changeling. He was yeah. a changeling. Whereas, Whereas he was just a kid with probably developmental difficulties or he, whatever. He, he was a disabled child. Yeah. And looking back, the mentally and physically disabled people from mm. all those years ago, it was always, oh, they've got the devil in them. Yeah. Or oh, they've been cursed. Yeah. Or oh, they've you know, been taken by fairies. Because we didn't understand. Yeah. And obviously these days we do. So we look back and go, my goodness, that poor child. Whereas yeah. back then they saw him as something to be scared of. Yeah. Which is just, which is just terrible. In, it's, it's ignorance, isn't yeah. it? In, in the kind of pure sense of the word yeah. that they literally didn't know. I've got to say, I can't think, I'm prepared to be wrong here, but I can't think of a single instance where superstitions bring something good. It's almost always bad. But isn't that the point of them? Is that you're supposed to avoid things in order to not like have the bad things happen. an adult version of fairy tales. Well, it is, yeah. So you can't say as an adult, oh, well... I'm not going to go into the woods and, and... I mean, a lot of it was like cautionary tales and things exactly. like that. that. Then had a, you know, they got... Uh, don't, don't walk off alone in the woods at night. You might get, like, yeah. kidnapped by the old witch. Whereas, as you're an adult, you don't want to go, oh, well, I believe in fairy tales. Yeah. But you can believe in superstitions. Yeah. Which then give you that same kind of... And it's all yeah. driven by fear, isn't it? Yeah. But not I mean, wanting don't walk to alone be afraid. In the woods at night is because you... There's a good chance you're going to get lost. Exactly. And you could end up out there to the point where you starve or, to death or whatever. You might get things dra- like that. you might get lured off into the the bogs by a will o the wisp, yeah. which is another you which know, is a fairy, real thing. fairy creature. Well, yeah, except they will o the wisps do exist. Well, yeah, they do. But but that's the but, reason. Yeah. But but that makes them even more real though. Yeah. The yeah. fact that they are a real thing. Well, yeah, I mean just, most just most not necessarily a fairy. <laughs> a lot of them were just stuff we didn't understand and attributed to supernatural. Exactly. And, and that's exactly what, what magic is, isn't it? It's yeah. it's science that we don't understand. But going yeah. back then, there was more magic than science, whereas now we've yeah. kind of tipped the scales. Tipped the other way. Yeah. But it's you know, like I say, I just I can't think of a single superstition where it's like, oh, if you do this you'll get wonderful things happen to you. I mean, I'm sure there are some that like stuff for good luck and things, but overwhelmingly it seems to be negative things. You know, don't put new shoes on the table because that represents the dead. And if if you do, that could mean somebody will die. And, yeah. you know, don't step on a crack in the pavement or your mum will suddenly have like spinal difficulties. What? It's, it's don't step on a crack because you'll break your mother's back, isn't it? Oh, see, we always used to say... Step on a crack, we all fall and break your back. So it was you that would. No, it was always it. your mother. Where I. Oh came really? From. Yeah. Okay. See again, you get these like. But um, that might have been little local differences. A lot of my superstitions came from my mum, who yeah. was Welsh. 
So it was a, maybe a lot of, uh, you know, regional stuff. That, yeah. You know, it's it, it does make me think every now and again, there's stuff that I think that my mum used to say. And I'm like, growing up, you think everybody knows this stuff, right? Yeah. Whatever your little family's quirks <laughs> and things are. I've got a terrible one. Go on. And it was, it's my dad. Yeah. So my dad is a fen boy as much as he doesn't want to admit it. So when I was younger, and I'm talking a lot, lot younger, mm. as my speech was developing, that kind of age, that between sort of eight, like, let's say five and 12, when mm. you kind of, that's when you learn most of your vocabulary. Right. Yeah. So my dad, being a mechanic, did a lot of work with his hands, and mm. I would help him. Yeah. And if he needed me to move something over a little bit, but only a tiny bit, he'd say, just move that over a Nat's cock. And... If you say it fast enough, Nat's cock. Yeah, it sounds like maybe one word. It's one word. And in and my head, kid, being a young kid, yeah. it was one word. Yeah. As I got older, I suddenly realised that my father was telling me to move the thing over the measurement of... of the penis a, of a gnat. A penis of a gnat, which if you don't know, is almost like a mosquito or a bug. Yeah. So the penis of a mosquito or a bug, which means in my dad's vocabulary, just move that over a little bit. A but he didn't bit. say yeah. that. And as it, it was, I can't even remember yeah. when I realised what, because I had said it yeah, and someone yeah. had gone to, um, and someone had said to me, what did you say? And I said, oh my goodness, I have just realised what I have said. <laughs> Whoops. But yeah, sometimes it takes that outside view, doesn't it? To, exactly. To, to, and to do you realise that what you have been saying all along has been wrong. And yeah. I mean, it took meeting you at the age of, what, 27? How old Ish. was I? It was like 27, 28 when I met you to realise that my entire life I had said the word filthy wrong. Yep. Because one day I said filthy and Mike said, I went, what? what? That's not a word. And I know this now because one day my mum said it and she said it the same way. And my nan said it. And I was, oh, wow, we've got an heirloom yeah. <laughs> in, in, the, in the shape of a weirdly <laughs> pronounced word. Well, Excellent. The thing is, you know, when, when you're a kid, you learn your language from your parents. Yes. Mostly. And then you start to learn it from other people and stuff. But it, if you say it quick enough, it sounds close enough kind yeah. of thing. But yeah. Filthy isn't a word, it's <laughs> filthy. <laughs> and even now, because it was so ingrained, yeah. I now question every time I say it to the point where I don't say it, I'll just say dirty, grubby, mucky, all the other words that I know how to say. But it's it's like it's like now you don't when you're saying stuff like that around kids, you don't necessarily think of it. It might have been originally that Somebody said it wrong on purpose as a bit of a joke or something. Indeed, yeah. And it's like I say to Evie about her belly button, I call her belly button her blebby button. I'm like, oh, look, there's your blebby button. And I have a feeling. <laughs> she's going to one day gonna randomly one day be, like, gonna be talking to the doctor going, no, oh, yeah, she, my She knows. She, she often corrects me and says, oh, it's a belly button, Dad. But it's just silly things like that that you do that, you know, last for generations sometimes. <laughs> you just don't realise the harm you do. Yeah. <laughs> There was an interesting thing you said at the beginning where you referred to the Fae as the gentry. Yes. Which I'd not heard that before. There's so many names. But when you think a lot of the time, there's things referred to like the fairy court. Oh, yes, definitely. And they're kind of the, the thought fairy of queen. As almost nobility. Yeah. But I thought also that 
I know this isn't the case, but I also thought, I wonder if that's why the nobility in this country particularly are called the landed gentry, because fairies fly and people don't. But it's obviously not, it's because <laughs> no, they owned they land. they owned yeah. land, because you could be gentry and not Yeah, land, I, I think believe. you could inherit a title, but not any land. Yeah. Yeah, but, but the um, landed gentry, yeah. But yes, the gentry the wee folk there's just, there's just so many yeah. names and it was just a way to get around saying fairies the fairies yeah and even yeah. now even now it's still seen as bad luck to things like wearing green in yeah. ireland originally it was like oh you've got to be really careful if you wear green because they might think you're one of them and whisk you away which is hilarious isn't it because because now st patrick's day in america everybody wear, wears yeah. green and it's because like because but that's they're supposed to be Irish Americans, and and that's their heritage. It's yeah. like, well, maybe look into that and be yeah, careful. Cause cause actually, <laughs> yeah, because you never know. Because uh, uh, often things like leprechauns were, were depicted wearing green and things like that. Because so, it was their color. Yeah, but that's 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 the kind of thing. It's like they go, oh well, Ireland green. Yeah, and it's like no, 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 fairies green. <laughs> Ireland not so much green because they're worried about the fairies. <laughs> because they were. Was it American Gods we were watching where there was the, the tale of the woman that, that was from Ireland and went over yes. to America and she'd leave out stuff for the Because it was Porn Stash, and... wasn't it? Oh, God, yeah. Porn <laughs> Stash from... Orange um, is the New Orange Black. Orange is the New Black, yeah. I but loved she, him. She as... left stuff out for the fairies to make sure that they were, they were happy and, and that kind of thing. And, and, and that's how a lot of those superstitions came over to America and, and kind of started life anew sort of thing well, I mean, that's which is interesting though because then spreads though isn't it but but also you've got to think like she's traveled you know a good chunk of the the globe to get to this new place but immediately she just assumed there were fairies in america because there were fairies where she was from so yeah. why wouldn't there be fairies in america but exactly. also flip side to that why would there be she's not only in a different country she's on a different continent the but- locals the natives there would say, you know, the Native Americans would talk about like spirits and, mm-hmm. you know, spirit beings and things like that. So there is this kind of consistent thing that, pretty much what, around you know, the world. Exactly. This is what we said. There's a consistency to there being these spiritual little, very much earth-based yeah. people that, 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 that support It's the, almost the like nature spirits, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. That, that, I mean, that's what fairies are considered, like earth, air, fire, water. Yeah. Although this is something where I'm like... Well, if you're saying there are fire fairies, then how can a f- poker um, or yeah, fire well, rid, yeah. rid a person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, there's the belief that fairies are scared of iron. Yes. So the, that would have been better with the poker for that and maybe not setting her on fire. Yeah. Just maybe making her hold the, the poker. Yeah. But if there are those kind of beings in beliefs all around the world, then maybe they are real. Or maybe they just stem from... From our Earth kind of worship. original ancestral beliefs, like yeah, very you know, much go base. back to Sumeria and things like that, and and I'm sure they had something equivalent, like mm-hmm. either elemental based beings or spiritual beings or something like that. But that's it. As as long as there's been religion, we've basically worshipped what we can see. Mm. So it would be the sun, the stars, the earth, the yeah. water, the yeah. wind all of those things and to then give them form in in a humanoid form yeah we anthropomorphize them because that's you know what it's we easier are. Or, for us to animals, relate to yeah but even yeah, then yeah. it would be they wouldn't be animals that 
It would be animals that could talk and things like that. Yeah. 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 So it's it's really interesting in that that I could say that I mean I I want to believe in fairies. Mm. I'd rather believe in fairies than than a god, right? As such, because they've always been very much linked to the earth and not wanting anything from us in the way that religion tends to want. Right. It's almost like they're they're an alternate being. Right. They're not something that we should worship. No. Although we can respect them, we can mm. give them offerings, etc., and respect them, respect their space, their privacy, etc. Mm. I mean, even now, if I see a ring of mushrooms, I don't step in it. Oh, I do. I want to go. Take me, take I mean, me, take me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but... That's fine. Yeah, I, but I wouldn't want to be a slave. I was going to say, you, but, would, you would have to serve them, sweetheart. Yeah, which, well, no. is, is the theory... Theory, we don't yes. know because in theory anybody who's ever gone in theory has not come back or that i don't remember hearing many cases where people went and came back i think there have been cases where people have claimed they've been whisked away yeah but was it just like you had maybe a few two meads in the next village you yeah. got lost on your way home fell asleep in a hedge had a really crazy dream woke up with a hangover yeah. and wandered back yeah i don't know i'm yeah. not saying that you know it was all made up yeah but more than likely but there was a whole procession like he so michael waited outside the fairy ring because it was known that that she would return on a white horse possibly even on the back of a white horse with a fairy but because the changeling was gone he would be able to grab her Mm. but it was only him that could claim her because she was his wife yeah there were there was protocol for this kind of like you know, I mean, taking back protocol, not, not protocol that makes sense particularly because but, but if they swapped her out for a changeling, why would they then give her back if the changeling dies? Why would they not just keep her? Okay, the changeling died, fine. But if they know it's a changeling and the changeling is discovered, they can mm-hmm. just go, well, tough. We've well, got your, it's like, got your person now. It's that's it. Have you heard the story of fairy cattle? No. Okay, so and this is just. From my memory, so please excuse me if any of it's a little bit wrong. I think it's like under an, either a new moon or a full moon, the fairies will bring their fairy cattle out to graze. Right. And if you want to keep one, you have to take some earth, possibly from a churchyard, or it might just be from your homestead or something, and you have to creep up on them and pour it on their back. Mm. And that basically claims them. It means they can't return to the fairy realm. Right. But they will give you the best milk. Yeah. Ever and will not fail. Yeah. But I don't know if it's like if the earth is brushed off or disappeared, they would then be free to return the next time mm. that the, the cattle came out. Right. So there's so many kind of like little stories about things you can get from the fairies yeah, yeah, and, the, yeah. and, and good things. Yeah. But um, you have to do it in a particular way. Yeah. But I just, I, th- I still say it's just weird that, you know, okay, the changelings died. Right. Well, we're going to get a white horse then because we've got to send this one back. It's like, that makes no sense to me at all. Like, why would you put her on a white horse? And, True. And if you're sending her back, why is it only a husband that can claim her? What happens if he if he's not there the night she comes back? Does she just go back with the... Fa- it, maybe. They again. Get to, maybe that's like part of the thing, though. It's like this kind of weird, unspoken agreement that you have this chance to claim her back. Yeah. But because you've obviously realised, so something's yeah, yeah. not... So they, they haven't tricked you anymore because it was just a trick. Yeah. So then you've got this chance to take back, to yeah. win, almost. Yeah, I guess so. 
But yeah, I was quite surprised when I read up that Christianity claimed fairies as well. And they basically said they were like angels. Right. But they were too bad for heaven, but too good for hell. So they were just (laughs) mischievous little folk that sometimes were good, sometimes were bad. Yeah. So they put us in, they put them, us. No, I didn't say that. (laughs) They put them in the middle. Changeling. Changeling. I'm just sticks. Do you know what? I'm fine with it. Yeah, so I I was like, okay, fair enough. But this case was very much at that turning point of technology, of old and new. Mm. And although Christianity had pretty much swept through England, Ireland was far, obviously being an island, Mm. had that more of a stronghold of the old beliefs and was far more difficult to, to sway. Yeah. And even though, you know, Ireland is more... It's more famous for the Protestant-Catholic divide, yeah. for want of a better word. There is still such strong roots to their kind of... I, I hate now saying pagan roots, but, but to, yeah. their, to their earth worship roots. Yeah. And I, I kind of like that, though. Mm. I like that they were strong enough to hold on to those beliefs. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I find it interesting that, that like, the Fae are often seen as like trickster spirits, like mischievous and things like that. And yeah. and again, that's quite a almost universal thing because the Native Americans believed in trickster spirits. Mm-hmm. And even up to kind of more modern day when we, we were talking about Skinwalker Ranch, yeah, you know, whatever's there is seen as not necessarily malevolent, but certainly some kind of trickster. Well, that's um, it. I mean, even in modern day... We've got poltergeists, yeah. which are generally considered yeah. these kind of maybe slightly more kind of on the malicious side, but, yeah. but still trickster. Yeah. And, and then you've got like Loki and North yeah. mythology and I'm sure there are others. But yeah, we seem to have this belief that there are tricksters out there that are happy to play. Yokai. Yeah, yokai in in Japan. But again, it was from that not understanding what was going on and needing something or somebody to to blame for things going wrong or things happening. Mm -hmm. And rather than blaming another person or just saying it just happened, because we find it very difficult to just say it just happened. Yeah, it's just one of those things. We always want to know why or have something or someone to blame. Yeah. So giving it a name or a face or a, you know... A personification, yeah. That's the word. Just kind of makes it a little bit more easy to, to kind of with. To deal with, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, like I say, I think a lot of that was maybe born out of things like grief and frustration and... And fear. And fear, yeah. I don't know why this thing happens. Well, it's this, you know. Like you say, it's... it's why did that volcano erupt? Yeah. Oh, it was because the gods were angry that we didn't do this, this and this. I yeah. know, we need to go and throw a couple of people in the volcano or we need to sacrifice this or we need to give half of our corn yield yeah. and throw it in there. And it's like, what? Yeah, and if you can, you know, if you can blame Loki for what's going on in your life at the time because something weird yeah. and Oh, there's, there's a curse and, on my family. Yeah. We're always going to be unsuccessful, lazy people. It yeah. almost gives you a reason. Go, well, I can't, I'm not going to bother trying because there's a curse on the family. I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. Yeah, What's yeah. the point? And you're like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Well, that was interesting, love. Thank you. Do you actually remember he- hearing that story before? No. Really? No, oh, okay. never. I'm sure. Maybe I've listened to it alone then, because I was just like, oh my goodness, this poor woman. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
Not that things are a huge amount better even now, but bloody hell, being a woman in history was just. I'm surprised there's any of us left. Bad. It's it's yeah. No, I'm joking. Cause I think I think we've mentioned work. before about like time travel. It's like you know, if if you're a a black person or a woman, time travel to the past is not that appealing a, a prospect. No. Future maybe. But to the past, not so much. Well, I don't know. This is a little bit off subject, mm. but it is kind of almost on subject. Quantum Leap. Okay. Okay. So we know that, what was his name? Sam? Yeah. Would jump from body to body. Yeah. And that's a kind of form of time travel, but he was always in a body that existed in that time. Yes. And it was filmed quite a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching it in my youth and I think it was actually kind of old then as well. It wasn't new. And I remember one of the episodes quite clearly. And as a child, I even I understood, wow, that that's like for the especially for the time. Mm. He jumped into the body of I believe it was a black woman. Right. It was, it was a black person anyway, but he didn't realise to start off with. Mm. So he went to get himself a cup of coffee. And it, even it. now it's given me goosebumps. Yeah. And it just showed that male white privilege yeah. that we talk about now. But yeah. back then that wasn't something that, I mean, it was it was kind of addressing it in, in very, very, very early on. Yeah. And I don't know how people took it back then. I think, it, I mean, it, it, it wasn't so old that it was done you know, during times where segregation was still a thing. It wasn't long past, though. I mean, segregation... Segregation and, and civil rights started in the 60s. Yeah. And uh, segregation kind of ended and civil rights began in the 60s with Rosa Parks and all that kind of thing. Yeah, but just because it that started was, then... That I was mean... in the 80s, I think, or maybe even the 90s, quantum leap. No, I wouldn't have watched it in the 90s, I don't think. Okay, well, 80s then. But it was, you know... It was it was still an issue, but it, it's still an know, issue now, love. Bloody I know, hell. I know it's still an issue now. I'm aware, but what I'm saying is, is like you know, we don't have segregated bathrooms or drinking fountains or shops saying whites only and things anymore. Mm, no. No, I mean the the last kind of great bastion of segregation that got dismantled that I remember was apartheid in South Africa. You know. mm, yeah. And that's going back a while still. Yeah. So, yeah, that was Bridget Clary. Witch or fairy? Hmm. Interesting. Maybe a bit of both. Maybe neither. Or maybe neither. Yeah, maybe more, she was more just... More than likely, just a... Just an attractive woman, basically. No, not attractive. Independent. independent, strong, and therefore wrong woman. <laughs> yeah. But also... Attractive women were often thought of as witches as well because they were thought to have a glamour on them. Basically, if you were under the age of 20, over the age of 50, if you were single, if you were pretty, if you had moles, if you owned a small animal... If you had any kind of will... Any kind of intelligence or disfigurement... Yeah. You were a witch, yeah. and that literally covers every single female. <laughs> yeah, I know, pretty much, because everyone's beautiful in their own way. Mm-hmm. So we're all witches. So why didn't we just turn all those dudes into frogs? Well, this is the thing, isn't it? When you're talking about witches and the, like the witch hunts and things, that these guys were so terrified of these witches and their powers, and yet at no point did any of the witches who were 
taken and burned at the stake or put on a ducking stool or any of the other horrific tortures at no point did any of them use their powers to escape Mm -hmm. to harm the people that were trying to kill them it was so obvious because actually those men were not scared of them for being witches they were being paid it was all political it was all set about by the powers that be with regards to a bit like government and kings going right we need to just clear out this these straggly bits of the old beliefs because the king was the ruler of the church in the country and if you wanted everyone to go to church and you wanted everyone to stay in line you have to get rid of the people that would oppose you yep and that's what they did so it was purely political yeah but some of the people doing it staunchly believed that these things were true that witches had powers and all the rest of it but that didn't stop them going grabbing them arresting them torturing them and killing them when you'd think if anything, that's the last thing you want to do yeah. to a witch. If you know someone can do she's magic, she's going to curse you, or you know, yeah, transmogrify you, or <laughs> whatever else. Turn you inside out with her brain. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing that like they were terrified of them, but not so terrified that they just left them alone. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdness. Men. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan. I mean, they're all right. Some of them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I think at that point we're going to round it up then in that case. Okay. Thanks for listening, love. Thank you for telling, love. Have we got a fun fact today? Yes. What's your fun fact? So, why are sea urchins called sea urchins? Why are they not just called urchins, right? Because they're And some people do call them <laughs> urchins, but generally... They're referred to as sea urchins. Yeah. And the reason being is that hedgehogs used to be called urchins, which when you think about it, small thing that can roll up into a ball with spines all over it. Yeah. That's pretty much the same thing, right? They're cousins. Yeah. So when you hear children referred to as urchins, it's because they were supposed to be kind of maybe a little bit scruffy and shambolic and all the rest of it. Living like, in a hedge. Like a hedgehog. Yeah, it looked like they've probably, been when they dragged say street, through a hedge backwards. Because they say street urchins. Yeah. So, but it's like, a, if a hedgehog is like a hedge urchin, it lives in a hedge, it's a bit scruffy. Yeah. Snuffles about, always snuffling for food. Street urchins live in the street. Yeah. Scavengers, basically. Scavengers, like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. Like, it's kind of, no, I don't like it, but I do like it. Yeah. But yeah, so hedgehogs used to be called urchins. That's my fun fact. Lovely, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So, if you have enjoyed today's episode, you can find us and follow us and contact us in various ways. You can. If you would like to email us with any story suggestions or if you have a strange story of your own you would like us to read out, you can email us storiesofstrangeness at gmail.com If you want to follow us and keep up to date, we have a Facebook page and group. Facebook.com slash storiesofstrangeness takes you to the page and there is a join group button right in front of you. And hi to all of the new people who have joined up. There has been... uh, Several. Yeah, several in the past day or so. Quite a few over the past month. So hi, new people. Hello. We have an Instagram account. We do. It is Instagram.com slash Stories of Strangeness, oddly enough. And we are also now updating the website a little more with uh, reference photos and such. Galleries, yeah. And you can find that 
at storiesofstrangeness.com. If you would like to support our podcast and help us with the day-to-day running costs, there are a couple of ways you can do it. Yep. We have a Redbubble account where you can find our logo and various illustrations on all sorts of stuff. Merch. Merch. You just need to search Redbubble. Search merch. Search merch, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Zoe and Mike, all one word, and that will lead you to us. And it's Zoe and Mike because Stories of Strangeness was too long for Redbubble, apparently. We couldn't have that as a name. Redbubble. And there's also Patreon. We have two different tiers. The first tier is... A pound a month. And for that one pound a month, you get... A shout-out on the show. And our undying gratitude. Yeah. Thank and you so much if you That first tier is... Oh, well, we've already said one, one yeah. pound, haven't we? But... Yeah, it's about $1.47-ish. Okay. And the second tier is... Three pounds a month. And for that, you get... Minisodes, outtakes, time-lapse videos of us drawing stuff. At some point, there is going to be a supercut of us burping, if that's that oh kind my of God. thing. I still haven't finished it. But I haven't had many put on recently, because we've do, been less windy pops than normal. Do you know what it is, my love? What? Because we haven't been drinking while we've been recording. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Because when we started, we were drinking way more than we are now. Yeah. Mostly because we weren't going out or doing anything because of lockdown. Lockdown, yeah. So we didn't have to get up in the morning, did we? So yes, less burping. Yeah, but yeah, you get minisodes and outtakes so and things like lots that. Lots of extra content. Yep, I and think... this week's minisode is actually going to tie in with this episode quite nicely. Oh, really? Yes, it is. I am liking the sound of that. Yeah. Okay, so that's everything. We haven't got any thank yous this week, have we? Just thank you to everyone. Thank you for listening. We yes. really appreciate your ears. Yeah, I mean, it's been, what, a year and a half now of... Yeah, of random nonsense. Random stuff. So yeah. if you're still here a year and a half later, thank you. Yeah. If you're new, please go back to the beginning and start from the beginning because... You don't have to. You can just dip in if you want, listen to odd episodes here and there. But we appreciate any time you spend listening to our <laughs> various waffle. Oh, I love waffles. <laughs> God. I'm kind of hungry. I haven't had breakfast. Yeah, me too. Let's do breakfast after this. Okay. Okay. Um, It's going to be more like lunch, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be brunch. We'll do brunch. We'll do brunch. Okay, well. With that said. I think it's time to say goodbye. It is. Goodbye. Bye. Love you.